Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. By Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, cat dad, and the man who says, Yo, 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 let me speak on this. I'm Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He is the WWE Walking Wrestling Encyclopedia, and he is the Conan to my BG James. Oh, you didn't know? It's Greg. What's up, Greg? Hold on, Or as Kevin Nash would say, uh, oil vole. <laughs> oh my gosh dude remember that no it was, I don't. It, was, it was right after the finger poke of doom and conan didn't join them so instead of auto he said oil vole instead of arriva rasa he said arriva dirty <laughs> <laughs> good lord oh my god good god stuff that wouldn't fly now yeah all right things that wouldn't fly in 2022 yeah, man, uh, him and BG James, I didn't, like, I, I noticed it at the time. I was like, so you take the guys with, like, the hottest, like, match-opening catchphrases in, in each promotion, and you put them together. Yeah, right. But 3 Live Crew was, uh, well, it was interesting. And we're actually going back to two. I, I always liked how they had, like, a like one for every demo you can get. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. It's so, like, yeah, man, every white, black, Mexican, everyone loves 3 Live Crew. Oh, yeah. At at the time, I didn't know that was a play on anything because I, I never as a kid, I didn't listen to two live crew. So I had no idea. Oh, I, I, I think that's a good thing. For a yeah. Couple of reasons. <laughs> number one, they sucked. And number two, I don't no. think your mom like to keep hearing those uh, lyrics. Okay. Yeah, uh, you're getting a letter for that first one there. But <laughs> but anyway, yeah, guys, uh, we're going back to 2005. I don't remember the last time we touched on 2005. Oh, you know. Way back, she. And, and when I say touched on 2005, I mean in a consensual way. Allegedly. Uh, Good Lord. I know we we did. Uh, I'll tell you why we didn't because of your uh, anal compulsiveness about the the year number. This is 17 years. It's not a zero or a five at the end. So that's why we I, haven't done 2005. I know it's there making my know. eye twitch, but. <laughs> Uh, I know we covered Vengeance 2005 way back when the this show was just a baby uh, and a, a, a wee thing. And then uh, we did TNA Against All Odds 2005 uh, early in 2001. Obviously, we uh, SummerSlam 2005. And oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot we did Unbreakable 05, which had the greatest you mean triple threat match. match. Yeah. Greatest triple threat match of all time. It was only... Uh, well, it was September, so one month before this show that we're about to cover. And oddly enough, a lot happened <laughs> in that time. So uh, strap yourselves in. But uh, 
Yeah, man, before we dive into our first break, the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They are clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great-tasting vitamins, and big-brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code MAINEVENTMARKS, all one word, to get 15% off your order. It's Main Event Marks, all one word, to get 15% off your order at checkout. But after this first break, we're going to dive into the news and notes before we get into TNA's biggest show of the year, Bound for Glory, in 2005, <laughs> right after this. Follow the Main Event Marks on Twitter and Instagram at Main Event underscore Marks and on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Main Event Marks Pod. Get ready to rumble! In your new Main Event Marks merchandise, we've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. What's up, everybody? I am the hardest part of the ring, the host of the Apron Bump podcast. Ugh. Another wrestling podcast. How many times can I listen to fans tell me who needs a push, who doesn't need a push, who brings Vince's coffee these days? Enough! The Apron Bump is about the journey. It's about nostalgia. It's about discovering new forms of wrestling to really tickle your pickle as a wrestling fan. The podcast brings you reviews of wrestling events all over the world, whether it's WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. We even cover the golden eras of Ring of Honor, Progress, TNA, and more promotions in the future as well. New episodes every Wednesday. Bump day. Uh-huh. Yeah. Go to apronbump.com or go to your favorite podcast platform or YouTube and subscribe today for the most diverse, fan-friendly wrestling podcast in the world. I'm hard. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. We want to let you know that the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks that gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. 
Their products come in a powder form and you mix them into water. You can either choose from green apple or watermelon. You can also try both if you get their sample kit. Use our special link that is down in the podcast description, or you can simply go to shockedenergy.com at checkout. Use the promo code main event, all one word, to save 10% on your order. That's promo code main event, and you're going to save 10% at checkout. Do you like your coffee like you like your podcasts? Gimmick and politics free? Well, so do we here at the main event, Marks, and so do the guys and gals at Coffee Brand Coffee, where they ditch the gimmicks. You see, when you buy your coffee from other roasters, chances are that they've been sitting on the shelf for heaven knows how long. Don't rob yourself of freshness. At Coffee Brand Coffee, they roast to order, ensuring that you get the freshest coffee possible. And as Greg will tell you, that's what counts. Coffee Brand Coffee offers bagged coffee as well as K-Cups. And for the non-coffee people, they offer a variety of teas and cocos. Just click on the link down to the podcast description or go to coffeebrandcoffee.com and use our promo code MAINEVENT, all one word, at checkout to get 5% off your order. That's coffeebrandcoffee.com and use the promo code MAINEVENT to save 5% at checkout. News and notes, y'all. This first one, we always start off with death if we got a death. So, uh, yeah, pour one out for him here. (laughs) It's uh, it's five o'clock here, so happy hour uh, somewhere. Let's see, hold on. I want to plug something real quick. It's called uh, Aqua Max. It's a natural zero sugar uh, energy drink. Let's see. Literally never heard of it. <laughs> it tastes like flat Hawaiian punch. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. It's really not. Although I think that might be redundant because I don't think Hawaiian punch is carbonated, but it tastes like a lighter Hawaiian punch. Wow. That's uh, eh, that's not too bad actually. It was fifty cents. You can't beat that. Yeah, right. But uh, like I said in the last podcast, by the way, during uh, during the uh, what's this called? Uh, inflation. Dollar Tree is your best friend. Remember that. Hell yeah! I try to buy as much from there as I possibly can. Uh, on October twenty second, Reginald Lisowski, uh, better known to wrestling fans as the Crusher, died of a brain tumor at the age of seventy nine. At his burial, a wrestling ring with crimson ropes was set up, and on the mat was a pair of black wrestling boots. He was survived by four children, nine grandchildren, and one great-granddaughter. Vern Gagne reacted to his death by saying to the St. Paul Pioneer Press, quote, We had some dandy matches, which, I'm sorry, this is sad, but made me laugh. Uh, The Crusher never was a great technically skilled wrestler, but he was tougher than nails and a brawler. Uh, He could bench press nearly 600 pounds, and he loved to have fun. After a match, he couldn't get a beer in his hand fast enough, end quote. You could have left out that part about him not being great. That's low. Well, he he pointed out, it's I mean, same thing everybody knew. He was not a, he was not going to get in there and wrestle with you, quote unquote. He was going to get in there and fight you. So that's, uh, that was his thing. Him and uh, the Bruiser, they got in there and just like Sam piss Hansen at too. people. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, although I think Sam, uh, Stan Hansen would do it for real because he was effing blind. But yeah, man, man effing man. Hell yeah. Uh, and Reginald Lasowski is just a freaking tough Slovak man. The name. The name Reginald just doesn't scream Crusher to me. It just sounds weird. Why do you think he went by the Crusher? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, Reginald but, sounds like one of those like really smart guys, you know? 
Yeah. Oh, Reginald. <laughs> Probably went by Reg or Reggie or something. But yeah, brain tumor. That that's a terrible way to go. He was 79 though, so it's not like he was a spring chicken. This is 2005 too. There's not enough advancements in that stuff yet to save his life, I assume. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, 79 for a guy who got his ass beat up as much as he did, you know, throughout his life. Yeah, I mean, hey, I, we should all be shooting for at least 79. Yeah, right. Yeah. So good for him. Uh, I can't believe that Vern Gagne outlived him. But, you know, here we are. <laughs> and I'm Vern not saying. No, Vern, Vern did pass away a few years yeah, okay. ago. I thought, but... you, I, I thought so. I just thought you meant still to this day. <laughs> oh, well, nah, no. But, uh, yeah, he, Vern outlived him. I mean, I guess. I guess it's not that shocking. Well, he took care of himself. He didn't. He never yeah. looked like a like he was never overweight. You know, he never looked like hell. Yeah, I think you he know? was like, like a, every time I saw him, he looked fine. So I think he was like a Jack Lalane type, where it's just like he worked out and was in great shape. And you know, it's like, I know I'm dating things by saying Jack Lalane, but seriously, that guy was in like phenomenal shape until he was old and crusty. So, but either way, uh, throw it in your Google machine, kids. Despite being, quote, fired on WWE Raw, Jim Ross's bio as executive vice president of business strategies remains on WWE's business website. Uh, I don't know if he was uh, legit fired here. I, I don't remember, but I know he comes back and they do the whole thing with uh, Joey Styles and he replaces um Yeah, I know that was one thing that I guess Steve Austin was on that Raw where Ross was, quote unquote, fired. And he was not told about it ahead of time. So Austin was pretty pissed off when he got backstage. So I don't know. Uh, obviously, Ross. Oh, he got he, fired because Ross laughed at all of them getting stunned the week before. That's the, that was the Raw homecoming where Austin stunned every McMahon. Ah, OK. And they're like, yeah. Jim Ross laughed at it. So you're fired for it. <laughs> oh, man. And I bet and I bet he shouted Stone Cold Stunner about like three times in a row. No, four. Oh, well, excuse me. But yeah, that, um, I don't know, man. Ross, Ross has been fired and brought back. I don't know how many times either in reality or kayfabe. Yeah. He's like Billy Martin and the Yankees dude. He's there. He's a lifer. Yeah. I'm sure. I think he might. (laughs) Wow. I bet he's, I'm going to say he's done now because it's like, I don't think WWE really has any use for him anymore. Not to be like, mean about it oh, i'm seriously. sorry he's not what he used to be he's not good i mean yeah. i think michael cole's better than him now like right now and the undertaker isn't uh isn't wrestling anymore so he's not gonna be pulling for him to commentate one of his matches so uh, if there was ever a spot for him it would have been that steve austin match the last wrestlemania and uh yeah, right that didn't happen so uh meanwhile though jim ross's colon surgery went very well according to sources and no cancer was found was this when they did the stupid Mr. Heine or Dr. Heine crap? Yes, it is. Yeah. Jim Ross hated it. He said it really upset his family. And he said he held a grudge against them for quite a while after that. Because he said he just kind of he said he thought it was dumb, but he kind of pushed it off. But he said it really upset his kids and his family. So he he like I guess they thought they were really making fun of their dad. So that's why he got pissed off about it. Well, he eventually came back, so I'm assuming the check cleared and was good enough. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, you know, uh, well, her, Vince, you know, I'm pretty sore about it. Sore in your ass, pal. Ha <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> I can I can assume that's how something like that went. Like, God dang it, pal, get back on the table. Shut the F up. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so here, yeah. we'll give you a check and uh we'll you'll say boomer sooner just randomly once for you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I well on that last uh, on our bonus show where we uh, talked about that first Raw ever in the Georgia Dome and and uh, Jim Ross was gonna have that wrestling match with Steve Austin. Her, I, I like how Jerry Lawler was like, I don't know if I'm prepared. You know, I don't have enough. No, Jr. didn't tell me where he went to to college or any of that stuff. <laughs> uh, I I got a kick out of that one. It's like, oh man. Uh, but I guess lots of people backstage in WWE have lost some respect for Jonathan Coachman after he went on Bite This and tore into Jim Ross. The feeling backstage is that there was no real reason that made any sense for Coach to trash him the way he did. I don't remember that. But then again, I didn't pay attention I like this. don't think I ever watched Bite This. I never saw it either. The only time I ever saw anything from that show was like clips that went viral. Uh, yes, back then. And... Uh, the one I remember is where Lita was on there and, and Matt Hardy called in. That was uh, yep. that was something. And the other one was when people <laughs> Todd Grisham was hosting and people kept like writing in questions about TNA and he like freaking went off on him. <laughs> and he dropped the F bomb. The last yeah. third effing show. Yeah, I'm like, damn. <laughs> like, I get it. Like, it's effing stupid. They're clearly trolling. <laughs> Uh, Staying on the announcers, though, according to reports, WWE offered UFC announcer Mike Goldberg a cool $500,000 per year in a contract for three years. Uh, By comparison, Jim Ross earned $832,959 last year. Good Lord, that's an exact number uh, for his executive and uh, announcing duties. Uncle Dave Meltzer reports that uh, Shane McMahon even went on to call UFC's Dana White just to say it was a business decision, nothing personal. Of course, Goldberg turned down the WWE's offer. One report was that Spike TV kicked in some money to help Goldberg from jumping. WWE's contract offer was an exclusive deal, whereas his UFC contract allows him to do other sporting events. Uh, and now, one of the greatest ever not announcing anything. Yeah. Like, what the hell happened to him? I know he didn't he go to Bellator for a minute. He did, but to my knowledge, he's not there anymore. Uh, yeah, what the hell happened? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming uh, the guy that's doing it is they think is better than him. I don't I couldn't tell you, but I know he's not better than him. Oh, I'm I, I'm thinking maybe he made a lot of money and got the F out. Maybe. I don't know. Like this guy is sitting at home and he can do out play by play anybody. And right. again, sit it all. And nobody, like even outside of like combat sports, nobody's offered him a contract. Like, come on now. Yeah, I, I, I totally believe after all the things we heard about TNA, I totally believe Spike TV kicked in some money for Goldberg's contract. Well, you go back and look at the listen to the history of UFC. There is freaking voices all over it. So. Oh, yeah. Their their play by play right now is not good. I do not like John Anik. Why is this man not there? I like I like John Anik's voice, but uh, I, I've said that about a few wrestling commentators as well. Where it's like, oh, I like their voice; they sound good. Uh, they're like they're worthless, but you know they sound good. <laughs> so I, I, I can I, almost stand him when he's with Michael Bisping or Daniel Cormier, but yeah, that's it. 
Yeah. His being is a damn uh, encyclopedia, and you can just you can just tell that he knows what he's obviously knows what he's doing. He's like an amazing fighter too, but God, Anik's just terrible. I know that uh, Jim Ross confirmed all this. He said they were trying to replace him around this time. That's why they were bringing in Goldberg, but or they were trying to bring in Goldberg. But yeah, obviously it just didn't work out. I like I like how Shane McMahon. It's like I. Were they trying to get a working relationship going with UFC or some crap? It's like, why did Shane McMahon have to call Dana White and was like, hey, it's a, I know this is the Vince voice, but it's like, it's only business, pal. But yeah, it's like, I'm yeah, sure they were Dana just starting White. on Spike 2 because Ultimate Fighter Season 2 is kicking off around here, I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's all I got about the commentator stuff. But yeah, I know that, that was a rumor for a while that they were bringing in Goldberg until finally he re-signed with UFC and they were like, well, that deal's dead. I know that was a pretty thing good with, backup plan, I think. Yeah, right. Uh, I, I know that was a, uh, that was one thing about Mauro Ronaldo was he was saying that he liked not being tied down exclusively. Uh, he could, he liked signing the, like the open contracts where he could go do boxing and whatever else. So and he still does boxing. Yeah. I think, is that all he does now? That's uh, my knowledge. He that did do that. A... Uh, that he did do that Kenny Omega versus Moose match, I believe. <laughs> wow. So. Yeah, that's another one. Like of all the people that Tony Khan could have, you know, <laughs> threw some cash out there to, like not him. I don't get Whatever. it. I mean, I love Jim Ross, but like you said, he's not what he used to be, and uh, like he's freaking Mar Ronaldo's right there, dude. Whatever. Uh, on October 9th, WWE held the SmackDown exclusive pay-per-view No Mercy, where Batista would retain his World Heavyweight title against Eddie Guerrero in the main event. Little did we know this Damn would good be... Main the... event. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember it, actually. I'd have to go back and watch. Well, just the main event. The show was not that great, but the main event was great. Uh, I mean... <laughs> well, look who's in it. Like, no, no, no crap. <laughs> right. But little did we know, this would be Guerrero's final WWE pay-per-view appearance before his death in November. That sucked. I keep forgetting he died in November of 2005. Nope. <sighs> Horrible. Uh, in an interview uh, that has been added to WWE.com with The Rock regarding the new movie Doom. Horrible movie. Uh, oh, in his con- man. And <laughs> uh, his contract expiring with WWE. Uh, when he was asked about his contract status, he said, quote, the relationship is great. I have a great relationship with the old man. For anybody out there, he's referring to Vince. Uh, the way the contract and the ending of the contract went down, it was what it was. I don't ever harp on things, and nor do I ever want to live in regret. It just went down the way it went down, and that's fine. The relationship is good, and their door is always open, and I love wrestling. End quote. According to Bruce Pritchard, there were some hurt feelings over this because – the contract just expired and WWE didn't really call him or, you know, reach out or nothing. They just let it expire. And the rock was kind of like, wow, really? You didn't even try. Thanks. Obviously. You know, uh, it was, I think it was fine. Yeah. I was going to say, obviously it all worked out. Cause he'd be back. And well, what's the point of, of upping a contract? I mean, guys, never going to wrestle there. Yeah, I know. I think the rock just wanted to, it's like the woman thing. It's like, I just want to feel pretty. <laughs> I think The Rock just wanted to feel wanted. I don't know. Like, dude, it, it, you'll you'll be okay. But yeah, I, 
I don't know. Yeah, now we're to the point where like people are begging him to come in. So again, yeah, he's right. fine. Yeah, I think he's got a full docket of uh, stuff to do. But yeah, the movie Doom was not good. Anybody the out games there? Games are amazing. Yeah, well, the yeah, the games are legendary. Uh, the 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 movie, not so much. I remember watching it. <laughs> I remember watching it, and I was like, "Is this like actual? Like, because I never played the games growing up." I was like, does this represent the games? Because if so, yuck. No. <laughs> uh, on Canadian sports talk show Off the Record, Mick Foley revealed that he is exempt from the WWE dress code because of the way he because the way he dresses is quote his look. <laughs> uh, just that alone makes me laugh. Mick Foley yeah, is exempt from the dress code. Like, yeah. uh, uh, you can look like a hobo. It's cool. But John Cena, The Undertaker, and Kane have all been exempt from the dress code in the past. However, uh, now even The Undertaker wears slacks and polo shirts while traveling with the WWE. Speaking of which, Kid Cash was originally scheduled to work at a recent SmackDown brand house show, but he was pulled because of a dress code infraction. Wow. God's sakes. (laughs) This effing stupid. Uh, yeah, they go through that every once in a while. That's not a thing now, I can tell you, because every time I see wrestlers like on planes, they're just wearing whatever the hell. I mean, they don't look like they just rolled out of bed, but, you know, it's like they're wearing hoodies and T-shirts and stuff like they don't give a damn. I mean, the I will say this. The agents are always wearing suits. So uh, like when I sat next to Jamie Noble, he was in a suit. So uh, I guess there's that. But. I mean, I totally understand, hey, don't go out there dressing like death or like a hobo, but... Suit? Yeah. I can see both sides. I don't sides. think I've ever worn a suit in my life, and I don't think I ever will. Uh, as a reporter, I had to dress up quite a bit, but I I mean, they didn't expect me to look amazing, but if I went out, you know, on location in a t-shirt and jeans, they would have been like, what the F are you doing? <laughs> like, at least wear a collared shirt. I guess the the thing with the Undertaker dressing up is, I guess he started doing that specifically because he was a lot, you know, the locker room leader. So he was trying to set an example. <sighs> this will make you laugh. Right now, the plan for or the plan is for WWE to run another ECW pay-per-view in June of 2006. <laughs> Whether the name will remain one night stand and where the event will be held has not been confirmed. But it is known that WWE is con- has contacted the owners of the ECW arena. Well, well yeah, about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there. Uh, I think there was another one night stand in 06. Yeah. This is the one with um, Mysterio and Sabu. I only remember that because I'm getting a Mysterio figure soon. But uh, oh, they just released the that one. one. Yeah. And oh, this is when okay. RBD cashes in the money to make against Cena. Okay, yeah. And they held it at the Hammerstein because, of freaking course, they're not going to hold it at the ECW quote-unquote arena. I'm hoping to see that thing in a couple of years when we go to WrestleMania. So. Yeah. Yeah, just drive by and be like, wow. <laughs> Looks like a crap hole. <laughs> so it lives up to the reputation is what you're saying. Exactly. Well, like Lawler said, it should have been made out of toilet paper because it's full of crap. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, everybody has apparently there's like graffiti on the wall on the inside where like they uh it's like a graffiti oh man I, I am so shocked really <laughs> well it's not like it, it's not like it was tagged it was like an actual oh, like a, a, a graffiti mural whatever it says ecw arena and a lot of people pose with it and get their pictures taken it's like oh man 
enjoy your hepatitis. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> wow. Uh, I joke. I kid. Anyway, uh, speaking of ECW, though, it is very possible that Tajiri will be leaving WWE and perhaps even pro wrestling altogether when his WWE contract expires. He signed his first WWE contract back in February of 2001 after ECW closed down, so it should be expiring around February of 2006. Apparently, his wife has problems getting a driver's license here in the States. Tajiri's on the road. She can't go anywhere, and she's lonely. Tajiri is thinking about moving back to Japan and becoming a news reporter. Hello, random. <laughs> Can you imagine? Uh, what if... But I wonder if he'd like uh, freak out on camera like he used to do in those skits with William Regal. <laughs> those are classic, dude. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. My favorite will always be the one where he's like the Brothers of Destruction are in there and Jerry's like saying crap in Japanese or whatever and like freaking out. And then he like acting like he's choking himself and falls down and Kane looks him up and down. He's like, freak. Freak. <laughs> freak. Thought after <laughs> oh man, uh, that does not happen. By the way, he go. I mean, he does go to, back to Japan, but he wrestles. So there's that. You know, the obvious thing. This one is a story for you and I. Uh, Jack Pacific has signed a new deal with former ECW star and current TNA star Sabu to make an action figure in one of their upcoming lines. They've also signed a deal with the estate of the late Mr. Perfect, a.k.a. Kurt Hennig, to add a figure of him to the WWE Classic Superstars line. I have have. that figure. Yep. I do not have the Sabu. Uh, I mean, I have a Jax figure of Sabu, but not that one. I know they came out with a uh, – I'm assuming they were talking about the Best of ECW line they came out with. Do you remember that? Uh, Vaguely. I know you weren't big into Jax at the time. Uh, I have never collected Jax ever, so. Yeah, there was uh, there was a best of ECW line and a best of WCW line. I know, I can't remember who all was in which line. I know the ECW one had the Dudley Boys and uh, Rob Van Dam and a couple others. The WCW line, I got that. That's where I got that Rey Mysterio in his uh, Halloween Havoc 97 attire. Yeah, yeah. I have the Mattel yeah. one of that. It's. Yeah, far superior. Oh, well, yeah. And then uh, I know WCW's line also had uh, Billy Kidman and his wife Beater and George. Yeah, and they never came out with that from Mattel, which takes me off. (laughs) I have two Billy Kidmans. Short hair and long hair. Well, of course. But, you know, Billy Kidman was going to be the next big thing in WCW, man. They were going to get him over by, you know, having him get get his crap kicked in by Hulk Hogan every night. Because that's how you get somebody over. Uh, former WWE diva Ivory was on the Gulf Coast recently during uh, vol- doing volunteer work for uh, victims of the hurricanes. She has also received word from WWE that she can no longer use the name Ivory. And from this point on, it will be going by her real name, Lisa Moretti. Oh, and we all know Ivory was a you know real hot commodity on the indies. <laughs> no well. disrespect, but... <laughs> Seriously, I don't think people are pining for to get that name. Yeah. Uh, former WWE and WCW star Chris Canyon was arrested at 3 a.m. on October 16th. Canyon was charged with disorderly conduct and obstructing slash uh, opposing an officer. 
He was released on a $750 cash bond later that day. <sighs> this was during Canyon's downward spiral, I believe. You remember when it's he all, kept... Sh- it's all sad. I know. You remember when he kept showing up at WWE shows, like, in the crowd and crap? And he was, like, trying to go viral? Yep. Like, and I think they, like, banned him from shows after a while. It's like, what the hell are you doing, man? And was it Howard Stern whose show he was on for a while? He was on there. I never saw it. But. Yeah, I know they talk about it on his Dark Side of the Ring. They said he was like a mainstay on Howard Stern for a while before he died. And uh, I guess he got himself into some hot water there, too, because he no. spilled some. Yeah, they said he spilled some things he shouldn't have. Uh, he shouldn't have and kind of uh, crapped on WWE. And <laughs> he literally I, said they fired I, him I, and buried him because he was gay. I, I've never heard of anybody getting in trouble on the Howard Stern show. That's weird. I know, right? It's an yeah. anomaly. But yeah, he that was the one. If anybody watches his Dark Side of the Ring, uh, he says WWE buried him and fired him because he was gay. And then they had John Cena call in and basically say, uh, no, we got rid of him because, you know, nobody cared, bro. Nobody cares about Canyon, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who better than Canyon? Look, I'm sorry, but did anybody? I know. I'm not crapping on the guy, but how many uh, yeah. people were, was, were coming to the arena to see Canyon? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It's true. I think he was a really good wrestler, but you need more than that. I don't know. He was, uh, he stayed employed for years. I'll give him that. But uh, some, some more wrestling legal issues here. A person recently spotted Lex Luger cleaning animal cages at the Cherokee County Animal Center in Georgia. This is more than likely community service work stemming from charges that Luger faced earlier this year. He was jailed back in March for failing to make child support payments to his ex-wife. <sighs> you mean to tell me that Lex Luger didn't have the money? <laughs> Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> I just laugh because people got a picture of this and they go, oh, man, we got him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I feel bad. Look. Lex Luger went through some stuff, okay? He seems yeah, who have, yeah, he seems to have turned it around, and he seems like a like he's a better person now uh, than he's ever been. I met him when we were in New Orleans. He was the nicest dude in the world. Yeah, and they said he used to be, like, really aloof and standoffish and everything. They said his whole thing, like, they got mad at him during the Lex Express days because they were like, well, we're going to get you this bus. You're going to tour around, meet the fans and whatever. But he he looked at it as cool. I get a private bus so I don't have to you know associate with other people, and then I'm gonna stay on the bus and not talk to anybody. <laughs> and they were like, that's the complete opposite of the point of this. But, I mean, you know, not having to go on a plane all the time and switch airports and stuff is nice, I guess. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> he just they said he was really he was kind of antisocial, at least in WWE. And then in WCW, they said he was kind of a he had a big head on his shoulders, especially towards the end. And uh, uh, we unfortunately know the stuff about him and Liz towards the end. So that sucked. But, yeah, uh, he seems like everybody now that meets him says he's freaking awesome and he'll talk and be nice and give you his give you his time and his attention and everything. So that's awesome, man. Sucks he's in a wheelchair, but, you know, he seems to be happy, so good for him. Uh, yeah, every uh, 
single day on Twitter. He just posts God is good. That's like his first tweet. Him and Montez Ford, dude. Yeah, Ford too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, well, yeah. I think yeah, it's appreciating life more. I guess that's all you can do. Him and him and Sting went down some similar paths, man. Because <laughs> Sting yeah, turned it around. Was that bad though? Oh no, no, <laughs> he never, he never reached that. I mean, bad. the fact that Sting's still wrestling too, by the way, speaks volumes. But oh yeah, and he doesn't have a rap sheet, so there's that. Uh, but either way, as it stands right now, Brock Lesnar will not be in TNA, despite the strong relationship between the company <laughs> <laughs> that the company has with New Japan. I uh. remember like all that talk, dude. Oh, good lord! Mm-hmm. I never took it seriously at all. I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean, I, as a TNA I fan, I hope day, for it, but I think from the day you and I met, we both knew you back in WWE. Now. Granted, he wouldn't have him for another four years or so. I was like, oh, he's going to be back one day. Yep. <laughs> and uh, have a second. Re- he's like Shawn Michaels as far as having two primes. Yeah, right. He may actually be better now than he was back then. Oh, he's smarter now. That's for sure. Uh, I think he had some damn good matches back then, but uh, he was young and inexperienced. Yeah, mainly you know, with so. like Kurt Angle, Eddie Guerrero, uh, you know, Undertaker. Do you see a. A pattern here. Kurt Angle. Yeah. People, people don't people don't realize he, he never just got in there and like, oh, Brock's in it. It's going to be a great match. You're the right guy. Yep. Well, uh, I guess a key to WWE's settlement case is that Lesnar won't be able to work in the United States until his non-compete clause with WWE expires in 2010. Lesnar will work for <laughs> New- <laughs> ironically enough, when he comes back. Uh, uh, no, I think we- he goes back in 12. Okay, but yeah, it's still right. close enough to be funny. <laughs> right. Can't work until 2010. Okay, and then I'm going to take two years off and go back to the company that forced me to not be able to go anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, right. That sounds so stupid, but okay. <laughs> I think yep. I got it all. <laughs> well, Lesnar, Lesnar will work New Japan's January 4th, 20, uh, 2006 Tokyo Dome show, but will not tour with them until that point. Uh, He did work that show, by the way. He defended the IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Shinsuke Nakamura, and he beat him in nine minutes. This was, what, what, 17 years ago? So Nakamura wouldn't even go to WWE for, it's just 2005. When did he debut? 2016, yeah, right before Dallas. Yeah. So he wouldn't even go there for 11 years. That's crazy to think about. And he's still going today. (laughs) Yep. Oh, yeah. Nakamura is an Although he is hardly ever on TV, that kind of pisses me off, but he's still there. <laughs> yep. Yeah, This uh, that show, just for reference, drew 43,000 fans. Uh, I'm sure Brock helped. Uh, that. Yeah, but isn't that kind of under-delivering for a... Is it Tokyo Dome? Yeah. Isn't that kind of under-delivering? It's... Isn't it like uh, 70,000? It's average. I think they draw about 40,000. I mean, hey, I'm not knocking usually. it. I'm just saying, normally, like, these shows get, like, 100,000 people. Okay, I'm, I'm overdoing it, but, you know, <laughs> 70 or so. Uh, this was a few years before Russell Kingdom was it like, they didn't call it that at the time. It was just, like, you know, whatever. They would slap a name on it. Uh, this was Tokan Shidu Chapter 1, which, you know, rolls off the tongue. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, Russell, by the way, did you know it's back to one day this year? Oh, thank said- God. Yeah. That was that was a damn slog getting through that. 
just for reference, by the way, the very first Wrestle Kingdom was n- the next year in 2007, and they only drew 28,000. So it's almost halved. Yikes. I've always found it funny that they need an American guy to kind of sell that thing. I mean, not, not necessarily the main event, but like on the show. Like whether it be the Young Bucks or Brock or AJ. That's actually... Or Kenny Omega. Uh, was Canadian, yeah, right. but you know what I mean. But uh, right. Well, you know, talking about that attendance, that is actually the that must forty three. They must they must only cap it at forty three because that's the largest drawing show until uh, Wrestle Kingdom six in uh, in twenty twelve. Ironically, maybe when Brock I, went maybe back. Yeah, I built it in my head. Maybe I built it in my head. It's always sold out. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, the the ones who sold out in in this case was well Keiji Muto and Tetsuya Naito. And then uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi in the main event against Minaro Suzuki. So four stars who's in the KG, Tokyo Dome. Who's Keiji Muto? For anybody that doesn't know, that's <laughs> the great Muta. But, you know, had the slowest walkout of all time on AEW television. But, yeah. <laughs> I'm still baffled, by the way. They put him on the, the B side of their big show at that event. Didn't How promote him. dare you? Yeah, the the non promotion that blows my mind, but yeah, the uh, on the other the other show by the way. I don't want to get off topic, but it ticks me off. Like you have this guy who's one of the greatest legends in the history of his business, and you don't advertise him, and you put him on the crap show, and no one watches. What the hell? Again, how dare you, <sighs> Greg? That is Rampage, <laughs> bigger than SmackDown. Uh, slap you by the way. But go on. We're we're officially into the TNA news here, but. The latest on Kevin Nash is that he was having chest pains and called 911 from his hotel room last night, or excuse me, the night before uh, Bound for Glory, that is. Okay, uh, I did not know that. To this day, I was like, why did he miss this show? Yeah, I thought he okay. blew, I, I thought it was something with his knee. Swear to you, that's exactly what I said. Yeah, I, I mean, probably heard his knee again. I mean, good no, I, don't mean that in a, I don't mean that in a funny way, but it's like, it's happened enough to where it's like, uh, it was probably his he, knee. He literally <sighs> did an interview around this time saying, oh, yeah, my knees are effing shot. Like, he said it. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but if this is their major show and he's got the WWE smell. <laughs> well, with uh, uh, check this out. Terry Taylor went to the hospital with him, which uh, would have made me wishing for the sweet release of death. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I. I don't freaking know Terry Taylor. I'm just joking. But anyway, uh, <laughs> there you go. You hit it. We went to the hospital with him, and there's no word on the status of the show's main event. Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, speaking of him, it is unsure the terms that TNA has come to with Kevin Nash. Most believe it will be for 20 dates. Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's in and out. Uh, let's see. Uh, he comes back right after this, doesn't he? Is that when the yeah. Pop Brachi production thing is in 06? Or my yeah. too far? Yes. End of 06? It's definitely a final resolution. I think it's final resolution 06. So he does come back. Does all that mm. stuff. Yeah. This yeah. Was this during the time, I, I believe it was, during the time when he was coming out to that, like the most annoying theme song of all time? Yeah. Uh, ironically enough, they played last night during the football game. <laughs> all the That's actual song. That. Yeah. Uh, I can stand the song because there's actual like rapping over it, but the freaking beat—it's like, why would you pick that? For anybody that doesn't it know, it's like it also get 
it didn't help by the way that they looped it like they used to with New Jack and just I know. For anybody that doesn't know, isn't it an instrumental of still DRE? I or, couldn't even tell you. I don't I, that's not I, my I, music, but Yeah. I, I do I know it's a Dr. Dre song because I feel like he said that, so Yeah, I want to say it's still DRE, but I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, TNA has no plans to use still Tom H-U-R-T. Walton. Still <laughs> H-U-R-T. Good lord. Uh, TNA has no plans to use Sean Waltman as of now. He showed up at the TNA tapings on his own dime to apologize, but TNA officials want to focus on people that show up regularly. Sure. Uh, they are really taking a strong approach that if you choose not to show up, you will not be used. Okay, number one, number one, mm-hmm. uh, he, he was a kind of a bigger mess than Luger. I feel like we we can touch on that. And number uh, two, since when the hell is TNA in any position of strong arm John Waltman? Like, <laughs> you're, you're not exactly losing <laughs> Cena here, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's it, you're not getting booked. I don't care where you go. I don't care if you go be a big star over here. Why not using you? <laughs> Yeah, right. Sean Waltman. And not, I, lo- I love X-Pac. Okay, I love him, but come on, dude. In 2005, you're not giving away the ratings getter. Yeah, I know, right? Like, <laughs> first of all, I think at this time, Sean Waltman had enough like pharmaceuticals in him to be a like a traveling, walking pharmacy. Yeah, right. And it's uh, okay. He'll tell you about it. I mean, seriously, he's open up about it. So it's not like you're knocking yeah. Right, yeah. Many he's other people have opened up about it too. You know, he's he's better now. That's all that matters. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But so good for him. For I just think it's around. funny that like, I just think it's funny they're strong arming you like, hey, we're not we're not going to use you. Oh no. Right. Well, and of course he has a podcast because I, I'm sorry. I I I, I want to. There's a guy that I've, I I heard that the every time he brings up somebody having a podcast, he's like, all right, look, I am calling for a complete shutdown of all new podcasts until we figure out what the hell is going on here. <laughs> like everybody and their mother has a says podcast. The two losers, says the two losers with the podcast talking about said podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> Welcome to podcast like on podcasts. <laughs> right. Oh, oh Lord. But uh, yeah. Hey, we don't, uh, our podcast is uh, amazing or anything. So we can talk all the crap we want. Yeah. Right. Uh, we know our role. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Sean Waltman, I think, I don't know the, the timeline here, but it might've been around this time. He, he kicks it down to Mexico and he starts up a faction, not joking called D Mex. (laughs) And the copyright laws aren't what they're like up here in America. So he would actually use the DX theme song, not joking. That's like Virgil pathetic when he comes out to the Wolfpack theme at indie shows. That one doesn't make sense, though. He was never in the Wolfpack. Uh, Bret Hart, Chuck Liddell, and Larry Holmes will be will all be attending the Fight Network's grand opening party tonight in on uh, in Toronto. Uh, Jeff Jarrett will be there representing TNA along with Petey Williams versus uh, Chris Sabin and a Samoa Joe versus Sabu versus Rhino three way for uh, for the guests in attendance. Damn, dude, this started out hot, and then you named everything else. <laughs> you named all three icons of their sports, and then the rest. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Bret Hart, uh, yeah. The Iceman, yeah. The Hitman, 
the other hitman. Yeah. <laughs> then the rest. I love Samoa Joe, but he said Sabu, so I was already out of it. But <sighs> Good Lord. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. Pete Williams versus Chris Saban would have been a good match. It probably like was, but uh, but that was like, like done to hell at that point. Oh yeah, for sure. That's <laughs> I remember that. Do you remember? Do you remember Alberto Del Rio versus Kobe Kingston every Monday? God, yeah. That was that was that was TNA's uh, Chris Saban and Pete Williams. Did <laughs> need time filler? Need something put out there? Just throw these two out there. Yep. Like, dude, you made me hate two guys that I actually love. <laughs> yeah. True story. <laughs> it got annoying after a while. It's like, dude. <laughs> Uh, at recent TNA Impact tapings, it was reported that the former Dudleys called out WWE at the end of the show, and they proceeded to say, trademark this, all while flipping the bird to the camera. <laughs> cool. Uh, apparently, that particular part was edited off the debut episode of TNA Impact on Spike TV uh, for reasons not disclosed at this time. However, Oh, of- man, please dig. I want to find out the reason. Because we don't <laughs> That's know. Important. Right. However, footage Dummy. of 3D telling off WWE is available at TNAWrestling.com. Oh, thank God. Uh, they don't specifically call out WWE by name, though, as Brother Ray sarcastically refers to them as, quote, the good human beings up in Stamford, Connecticut. Well, there you have it, folks. AEW yeah. invented. TNA did. The, the whole thing about this is like <laughs> Team 3D was in the wrong the whole time. First of all, the reason they got fired was because Bubba Ray and Devon got angry at Stephanie McMahon backstage and Bubba called her a see you next Tuesday. You don't what? say that to your boss. I mean, you don't say it to anybody, but, you know, your boss. Let alone God. the the daughter of the uh, the czar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I guess as soon as he said that, uh, Devon was like, oh, I guess we'll pack our bags. <laughs> wow. Shocker. Devon was a, was a level-headed one. Who would have called yeah, that? Right. <laughs> right. Uh, no wonder they never let him speak. <laughs> but the other thing, that was the yeah, first but the, bad but the thing. point there is, like, you know, he, has, you know, he never spoke, but he never got in trouble. So, exactly. There you go. There you go. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so they were in the wrong for that, so no wonder they got fired. And then they got mad because WWE trademarked the Dudley Boys. Like, uh, duh. They're not going to let you have it. Yeah. Like, they're not going to let you have it. Here's the thought. I mean, I don't know what it costs and all that, but I do, I've do. i seen so many guys do it. Why don't you just go trademark it yourself right away, idiots? Yeah, I guess they didn't uh, They didn't think to do it You know, when they went well, to WWE. Well, that's their own so. dumbass fault. Yeah, so, whatever. Dumb. I mean, but the, CM Punk was like brilliant, did it? And I thought right. Bubba Ray was like a, a legitimately brilliant guy. Well, the, the the other thing that I thought was so stupid was they were going to come in as the Deadly Boys. And I guess it leaked online. I'm like, so shocked I didn't get over <laughs> well, it leaked online that that's what they were going to be going with. So Bubba got pissed off and said, well, the Internet knows about it, so we can't go by it now. And he it wasn't decided, a clue, dude. Come on. It's too close. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know how trademark law works and that, that might I mean, have been able to just skirt it. If Earthquake couldn't be Avalanche, you, you're telling me you don't see a couple letter changes flying? <laughs> Come on. Yeah. 
It was not well, going to happen. So they went with Team 3D, and I thought it was, I thought that was a dumb name. And Brother Ray, Brother Devon. Yeah. All right, whatever. I could take Brother Devon if they like D R O T H A. Oh my gosh. No, so I'm being real. I'm not trying to be funny. Like they could have used that and Bully Ray, but they didn't get there for a while. Yeah. So, you know. I think well, it might have worked, but Devon is a brother. Am I wrong? Wait, Devon's a brother. But so. <laughs> Good grief. It's a lot, it would have been a lot better than the damn uh, the priest or what was he, a uh, minister? Whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, Reverend Devon. Uh, Reverend, yes. Yeah. So it would have been a lot better than that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, you know, we were talking about the A show earlier, and this is clearly it. The syndicated TNA Explosion show is hosted by Johnny Fairplay and Jeremy Borash. Man, why wouldn't you bury that on the Internet? <laughs> I like Borash. Always have Johnny Fairplay. Good Lord. Yeah. See, see, they thought back. I feel like back then TNA thought he was was what Logan Paul is today. Like, yeah. He was nah. You say whatever no. you want about all brothers, okay? Whatever the hell you want, but those dudes are over. Nobody gave oh, well, yeah. two craps care about, about Johnny Fairplay at all. Right. He's the guy that lied on Survivor about his grandma being dead. <sighs> I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent on that. I think it's pathetic, but saying I'm like, yeah, it's a game show, and no, I didn't watch it, so I don't give a damn. I don't know. I, I, why would you <sighs> want that to be your claim to fame? I don't know. I guess whatever, t- whatever you can get in Hollywood, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But why did they yeah. use him though? Did they think they had a get? <laughs> Hell if I know. Yeah, and 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 then uh, he got pissed off that they didn't use him more. Like we had an article on one podcast, I can't remember, where he was crying and moaning that they that they were in his hometown and didn't dare didn't dare to give him a call for a guest spot. Like, oh yeah, because that's a man. You could have sold a whole like five tickets to your family and friends. <laughs> He's coming up on using Kevin Fairline, which still was more over than Johnny Fairplay. Just going to point that out. Just pathetic. So. Yeah. Uh, Logan, Logan Paul, like people actually know who the hell he is. And he has a big following on his podcast and on his YouTube. Jake Paul. And believe, and believe it or not, he can wrestle. That may sound yeah. weird, but he can. Right. Uh, Jake Paul was on the Disney Channel. So like people actually know who he is. And now he's. <laughs> I guess he's also big on YouTube, so whatever. Uh, I mean, you can like him or hate him, but people know who the hell they are, and they have—they've convinced enough thousands or millions of people to subscribe to them. So, funny <laughs> fair play. At the end of the day, just looks like Kenny Omega's illegitimate father. That's all. Good we'll lord. That, but. <laughs> uh, but anyway, last story I got here is uh, out of the realm of wrestling and into MMA. Pride 30 Fully Loaded took place on the same day as this event. Mirko Krokop defeated Josh Barnett in the main event via unanimous decision. Uh, and Yeah, you ain't knocking one of those dudes out, so yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And then, Seriously, uh, they're tough as nails, so. Oh, for sure. Uh, Mirko Krokop knocked Alberto Del Rio the F out, I think. And he made uh, uh, Bob Sapp cry when he broke his face. Ooh. Yeah, he did. True story. Uh, on YouTube, you don't believe me. He yeah. broke in my nose. <laughs> uh, he anyway. did say sorry, so it's okay. He did. Yeah. Yeah, right. 
but Kazushi Sakuraba also beat Ken Shamrock via TKO in the first round. What do we just say about him coming back to MMA and dropping like a rock? Not that Sakuraba's I like him. Yeah, not that Sakuraba's just some dude, but still. Either way. But uh, that about does it for the uh, news and notes. We'll take our next break. When we come back, we're diving into Bound for Glory 2005. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. By God, somebody's interrupting the main event marks. Sit down, JR. It's just me, Kyle Sullivan, a.k.a. Shaggy Von Doom, your host of here in Puckburg on the Hockey Podcast Network. I know a hockey show on the main event marks. Who would have thought this is an invasion angle? Somewhere between the Nexus and when WCW tried to invade WWE, you know, somewhere in there. But I'm over here just telling you that one half of your tag team champions over here, Greg, he told his story of his love for the game of hockey over on my show. And if you'd like to hear that story, all you have to do is search here in Puckburg, wherever you get your podcast, or on YouTube. In the meantime, Shagamania's got to go run wild on some other hockey show. So, just remember, quote the Raven, nevermore. Take your vitamins, say your prayers, and oh yeah! Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. TNA Bound for Glory 2005 took place October 23rd, 2005. The tagline, A Time for Greatness. And it took place in the TNA Impact Zone in Orlando, Florida, where greatness is born. Uh, <laughs> well, I do style, so. Yeah. With an attendance I mean, of... Th- this can't be right. i got to look this this up again. I, I, I'm I hoping this was a type. If, anything over, if it's over anything, anything over 500, it's wrong. 
Uh, well, nor okay is nine hundred. All right, so it was a typo on my part. Oh, nine hundred. Yeah, because the maxed out is like fifteen hundred, I think. But they usually cap it around nine hundred. So this was uh, maybe Bishop is just using hyperbole when he said, "Oh, we we only drew about five hundred fans." But okay, I guess it makes sense. Well, a few of those shows maybe. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, the pay-per-view buy rates for this was between thirty to thirty-five thousand. So not bad for. The I was one of them. Uh, I was I was watching TNA at this point, but I definitely wasn't ordering their pay-per-views. So, but we got to play a package for the first year this of TNA. Real quick, this was the, this, to my knowledge, this was the. Uh, oh, never mind, never mind. The the previous year, November, they were still running. Uh, wait, is this the first Bound for Glory? It is. Yeah, because Victory Road came in November. So that oh, first yeah, pay-per-view, they were still they were still running Wednesday night pay-per-views for uh, Thursday afternoon Dynamite. Dynamite, uh, impact, <laughs> impact, and then yeah. and then pay per views, which is weird. It's like they had right. pay per views, you had to buy to build up to a pay per view. Which is stupid. <laughs> yeah. um, yep, dumb. But we got to play a package for their first year uh, since they got their TV deal. Anyway, leading up to the very first ever Bound for Glory event, we even get to see the African guy that was the voice of the TNA promos for years. Rest in like, peace. Yeah, right. He. Man, he would have been a cool Mufasa. I mean, obviously, James Earl Jones, there's no replacement. He might have been a cool T'Chaka, too. <laughs> oh, man, right? He, he had a cool look. That voice was awesome. He, he was great. But uh, our first match here, we get Samoa Joe versus Jushin Thunder Liger. In, and it goes for 7 minutes, 15 seconds. And if you're thinking random, yes. Uh, Joe comes out onto the stage and dances with Samoan drummers and dancers. Uh, they used this entrance way too much for him, but I think this was the first time he did it. So uh, The fans toss streamers into the ring for Liger. In the end, Joe kicks Liger when he's on the top rope and hits the muscle buster. He then locks in the coquina clutch, and Liger passes out, giving Joe the win. Uncle Dave only gave this two and a half stars. I actually gave it three and a half. I loved it. What say you? I gave it three. It was really great, as it yeah. should have been. I'm just happy that you and I got to see Liger live in 2015. I was just thinking about that. I'm like, you know, you said, you said random as hell. I'm like, yeah, so was the one when we saw him too. Yeah. He took uh, on Tyler. Cause they only brought him in for one match, but that match was yeah. great though, too. Not oh, to get yeah. off topic, but people forget how great Tyler Breeze is. So, but. Oh, for sure. Liger in any match, usually I got to see it. I actually saw his last American match ever in San Jose. Oh, wow. With one of our listeners, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great. Uh, but anyway, we now get clips of a bunch of neckbeard marks at the TNA Fan Fest that went on that weekend. Oh, you're getting a tweet. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> I like how all of them had the same, like, canned response. They're like, oh, this is where wrestling happens. There's no sports entertainment here. Like, uh, sure. <laughs> Uh, but we see the winners. Real of, quick, by the way, before I forget, I think that opening match might have been the best match in the card. I think. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, quite possibly. We see the winners of the TNA gut check in the crowd. We will literally never see them again. I have no idea who these people and are. And gut check won't even come back for another five years. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they actually try to make it matter. Yeah. Uh, I was I was digging it actually when it came back for a little bit. Yeah. 
I like when uh, during this, Mike Tanay was like, you'll be seeing him on TNA television really soon. I'm like, well. But backstage, we get Simon Diamond telling his Diamonds in the Rough, David Young and Elix Skipper, that they need to improve themselves or they need to prove it themselves <laughs> to him tonight. Uh, oh, I, I always wondered, I'm like, why is David Young here? <laughs> his whole thing was he was notorious for never winning a match, literally. Uh, he had a feud one time with the Insane Clown Posse when they were in TNA, and his whole thing was he was afraid of clowns. So, yeah. <laughs> that happened. Anyway, we get the Diamonds in the Rough. Simon Diamond, Elix Skipper, and David Young taking on Apollo, Sonny Siaki, and Shark Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's got this got money written all over it. Shut up and take my money. Uh, this goes for about seven <laughs> minutes. Uh, my first note of the match was, what the actual fuck was this match? This is their biggest show of the year, folks, and this is a match on it. This looks like we have Discount Rock and Discount Batista on one side of the ring. <laughs> For those that don't know who I'm referring to, Sonny Siaki was Discount Rock. Apollo was Discount Batista. And uh, Shark Boy would go on to be Dollar Store Bargain Ben Stone Cold Steve Austin. Don't forget that. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, shell, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Speaking of him, he bites <sighs> Simon's ass. Well, joke's on him, because Simon didn't wipe. That's a running uh, theme right here on this podcast, by the way. Go back to Halloween Hammock 97. You'll hear what we talked about. But moving uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> well, in the end, Skipper pops Siaki up into a 180 Spinebuster by Young for the victory for Diamonds in the Rough. <sighs> for reasons unbeknownst to man or God. And Uncle Dave gave this two. I don't think God was any part of this, but okay. <laughs> I gave it two for slightly below average. Let's say you. I, I put one, but then I think I changed it to two. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. I guess some stuff happened where, yeah. oh, whatever. Look, salvage uh, an extra star because it was. It looked like Apollo and Sunny Siaki were going to do something, and then nothing happened. So, yeah. <sighs> we then showed a video from before the show started where Raven called Larry Zabisco to the ring to demand to know if he would get the world title match tonight since the advertised Kevin Nash is out injured. Larry refuses to answer and Raven grabs him. Bino comes out and gets between them to basically tell Raven that he's gone soft and asks if a girl got in his head. Did that go anywhere? Not to my knowledge. Yeah, I just, I'm like, what? He and Raven brawl around until Raven's lackey, Cassidy Riley, comes out to help Raven. Forgot that was a thing. Uh, Raven takes a powder, and Rhino gores Riley. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) The amazing production of TNA in 2005 shows through as we see Shane Douglas backstage with Gail Kim for a split second before we go back to commentary. And then commentary finally sends it to Shane who's standing by with NWA champion Jeff Jarrett and Gail Kim. Douglas asks who Jarrett's opponent will be. Jarrett says that Nash is doing anything he can to avoid him, including putting himself in the hospital. Jarrett says that Zabisco should draw a name out of a hat before saying screw you to Jeff Hardy, Rhino, Sabu, and Raven. Bonnie Brown walks up and demands that Jeff Jarrett... Those are the choices. (laughs) Right. (laughs) 
uh, Funny Brown walks up and demands that Jarrett say, screw Monty. But Jarrett refuses. He said, oh, I wouldn't say that. And Monty says that uh, it's only a matter of time until he gets Jarrett in the Serengeti. And tonight, he'll make Lance Hoyt feel the bounce. Period. Uh, Jarrett says, quote, it's playoff time and you can't afford a loss, end quote. Okay, okay one, then. I, I loved Monty Brown. He was, I know. Yeah, how did they not do more than and yeah. second, the playoff loss part, well, he was a Bill, so he only loses Super Bowls. They don't lose playoff games, so there's that. <laughs> yeah. That, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that brings us to our next match. It is Lance Hoyt versus Monty Brown in about six and a half minutes. The crowd is Lance Hoyt act- still wrestles today. <laughs> yeah, right. Anybody that doesn't uh, know that's... Uh, I guess. I mean, I wouldn't know. He's never on TV, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. Uh, for anybody that doesn't know, that's, uh, what the hell is his name? Lance Archer? Lance Archer. Yeah, okay. Which is a combination of this and his WWE name. Ironically right. enough. Yeah, uh, well, and oddly enough, the crowd is super hot for this one. Like, they were all into it. Uh, Monty wins with the pounce. Uncle Dave give it a star and a half. I give it two and a half for average. What say you? I gave it two. It was fun. I like yeah. these guys. Vance Hoyt pulled out that moonsault, which would have been cool if he saved it for special occasions, but he did it in, like, every effing match. So it stopped being special. And he had that glorious tramp stamp, man. Oh, man. Oh, hell yeah, <laughs> man. Because, you know, when I see a guy with a tramp stamp, I think, you make good life choices. <laughs> well, he is now. Cause he's covered, well, he's kind of covered. He's got, like, a full back now. But it was yeah, a tramp God. stamp back then. <laughs> Yeah, that hair, that tramp stamp, like, whoo, man. Yeah, I bet you're popular with the ladies. Anyway, anyway God. Uh, backstage, Shane Douglas asks the uh, three live crew team of BG James, Conan, and Ron the Truth Killings if they can stick together tonight. BG seems confident that they can, but then Kip James comes up to say that he'll be watching their backs tonight because of Team Canada's Scott Demore. BG and Ron agree. But uh, Conan disagrees and says that Kip is a little bitch before storming off. I, wait a minute. Conan's causing trouble? No. That Tell me happen. another one. Yeah, you, you lie. Up next, we get another six-man tag. This is New Japan. I also uh, want to point out that everyone always accuses Tony Khan of being a WCW mark. Are we sure he wasn't a TNA one? <laughs> right. Uh, Just saying. There's some yeah. evidence there. He can't prove it that he wasn't, (laughs) but uh, this is Team Canada of Bobby Roode, Eric Young, and the coolest of them all, A1. (laughs) Alistair Rouse. I just always loved his name. He was so stupid. Alistair Rouse. A1. Like, what the hell kind of a name is that? How is that not trademarked, by the way? Right? (laughs) Like, uh, this isn't Canada. You can't just, uh, you know, do whatever you want. But anyway, they have Scott Demore in their corner. They're taking on the three live crew of BG James, Ron Killings, and Conan. This goes about six minutes. The three LK really did look like a weird-ass trio. Uh, I completely forgot about when Conan used to take off his sneaker and throw it at someone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to mention that. Like, how much do you think that shoe Because that looked like a nice shoe. Like, I don't think I'd be throwing oh, yeah. that expensive-ass shoe like that. Yeah, those had to be, like, knockoffs. Like, nobody, like, anybody who's really buying, like, name brand ain't throwing that stuff, man. You ain't throwing it, Jordan. 
Do you, do you see the Young Bucks doing it? Do you see the Usos doing it? Hell no. Yeah, right? Uh, you're, man. He's like, oh, these aren't FUBUs. Well, th- these are FUBUs, but it's F-O-O-B-O-O. <laughs> Got him at a discount, bro. Anyway. Oh, FUBU, bro. But, I don't know why the hell he did that, but move on. <laughs> we see Kip James has set up a chair on the stage and is watching the match from a distance. In the end, BG goes for the pump handle slam on Eric Young, but Demore distracts the referee so that Bobby Roode can break a hockey stick over BG's head. Uh, Young then pins him for the win. Uncle Dave gave it a star and a half. I gave it dose. What say you? One sucked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, what do you mean, man? A1 was in it. Oh, you're right. It was an atrocity. <laughs> Check this atrocity, but it's like it can't even be atrocity. <laughs> right. Well, after the match, Team Canada gangs up on BG James until Kip runs down and pulls him to safety. Team Canada. Yeah, I'm so holds... shocked. I didn't see that coming. Yeah, what do you mean you're going to team these guys up? No. Uh, fast forward to 2000, our, our uh, walk through 2007, and they're doing crap. Crap. Uh, I don't want to give it away. Go back and listen. No, it's not crap. It's it's like it's you have to blurt this. You have to bleep this, but I've been want. I've been saving this. It was a uh, horse booked on acid. That was <laughs> voodoo. Oh. <laughs> but Team Canada then holds Conan so that Kip can hit him with a chair. Kip acts like he's about to, but then he starts hitting the members of Team Canada. Who could have called that? Uh, Conan and Kip then have a stare down for a bit before we go to the back. By the way, I like how commentary had to point out that Kip was wearing a custom made shirt from like that kiosk in the mall. <laughs> and it said, yep. and it said, I'm Kip James. It's like, cool. What, like what a little, a little apostrophe would change the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> uh, Scissor me, daddy ass. <laughs> Ironically, uh, that was supposed to be like a comedy thing. It's like the most over thing he's done since DX. So I was yeah, talking about right. the daddy ass thing. So I think it all worked out later for him. This was stupid. And uh, the pain in the ass voice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but Shane Douglas is in the office of Larry Zabisco, begging to know who the contender is for Jeff Jarrett's NWA title. The cameraman can't freaking stand still. Like, dude, quit rocking back and forth, man. Uh, Larry says probably had a pee. Maybe. Uh, Larry says that he's gonna figure things out and he's gotta make a phone call. Now we go. Okay, to... I, I remember, by the way, watching this live, and I, I'm not even joking. The moment all this was happening, like, oh god, this is gonna be a battle royal or something. Watch. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know who won the pony? Uh, it's not it... I'm not like, oh, I called that. Like, <laughs> you could just see it. You can see it, dude. Come on. Just get to it. Because it sucked? Well, yep. I know they were in a bind. Okay, I get that. But well, I'll, I'll get to it at the end here. But this one is Petey Williams versus Matt Bentley with Tracy in his corner versus Chris Saban. It's the ultimate X to become the number one contender for the X Division title. This goes about 13 and a half minutes. So Tracy is all the way live. Oh, F yeah. I forgot about the, something that was not live was so the crowd used to do that stupid Bentley bounce. Not so only that, dumb. did you catch that the uh, announcers, particularly, I think it was, uh, I believe it was Mike Tanay, had a, mm-hmm. he pointed out and gave us the name of it. 
Yep. Oh, they're doing the Bentley bounce. I'm like, <laughs> cool. Like, Mike, do you have no shame? He's like, hey, I need this paycheck. <laughs> so effing dumb. I did, I did like Matt Bentley, though, as a wrestler. I thought he was a good wrestler. Um, but they didn't really do much with him. And if you didn't know, they would tell you he's the cousin of Shawn Michaels. They only told you five times a night. So you had to really oh, pay yeah. attention. Yeah, right. Well, you know, we couldn't tell by him doing all of Sean's moves. <laughs> but this was an effing car wreck, but a fun car wreck. So I'm going to have to bleep that word here, for but... the end of this match. <laughs> well, uh, I'm going to have to bleep myself out here, but the fucking X falls when it gets bumped. So they, so for the, they literally. <laughs> go, go ahead. For the past couple of weeks, I've been talking about the biggest gap in the history of wrestling. Yeah. Did you did you get it when you saw this? Did you know what I was talking about? I was. Like, I told you I wasn't going to gonna tell you. Yeah, I was like, this has to be what Greg was talking about. <laughs> I got a funny after story for it too. When you're done, but go ahead. The X <laughs> falls when it gets bumped, <laughs> so they literally have to bring out a crew to rehang it because this is a multi-man job, people. Uh, <laughs> it takes one time, guy to grab it down, but like multiple guys to put it up. <laughs> I know. Like, God in heaven. During this time, the guys wrestle outside of the ring. Um, <sighs> awfully courteous of them. I had to and, give them credit for that. I'm like, oh, he's, he's just pause the match. You know, I'm going to look even more stupid. So, right. You got to give so, him credit for that. Well, Bentley and Saban kick each other <sighs> while hanging from the cables. And then they fall. And then Petey just stands there watching the X swing back and forth until it falls again into his f***ing hands. So... He wins this time, I guess. <laughs> Even though they just stressed, oh, he can't just go pick it up because you have to retrieve it. But he didn't. At this point, they just tapped out, dude. Yeah, they were just like, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> oh, man. Uncle Dave gave it three stars. I gave it three and Holy a half. Crap. What? Actually... I liked it. I liked the match. I can't. Okay, I mean, the end of it sucked. Okay, maybe. Okay, hold on. Let me give myself a preview here. I gave it two. And then this is going to lead into what I was going to tell you about this. They have a rematch on Impact. You know about this? Really? I okay, forgot. Well, no. Yeah, I so forgot. So that's about why this. I gave it two because the rematch is a little bit better. However, However Pete Williams. Pete Williams still wins the fucking match. <laughs> what was the point? Bro, run it back, bro. <laughs> and, and, the, and the funny part, too, is they poke fun at it because during the match on, on, um, on uh, Impact, I keep wanting to say Dynamite, on the match on Impact, uh, the X is like doing this thing where it's like wobbling, and Pete Williams is standing under it with his hands clasped like he's praying, waiting for the X to fall. So they poke fun oh, at the Lord. whole thing. And then he goes up there and wins the whole thing again, meaning it had no damn point. This was stupid. Maybe to cover up, <sighs> try to cover up for their their crap the night before. You know, how you cover it up by not acknowledging it happened and move on, not putting the match on again. <laughs> bro, got to <sighs> run it back, bro. With the same exact ending. <laughs> Speaking of running it back. Uh, uh, this, that, that, that rematch is actually on the DVD that I own, so it's it's even more funny. Like, oh, I'm gonna put the rematch on there too. So I'm gonna acknowledge oh, the gap, give me the rematch of it. Which I guess it's a cool extra, but it's stupid. <laughs> <sighs> right. 
I just couldn't well, believe it. I'm like this, this is like a sign right here that this company was this bad. They ran back in error and had the same exact finish. And they would have switched yeah. it up, like maybe Saban won because oh well now Saban won. Nope, same thing. Well, Whatever, move on. <laughs> Stupid. Well, speaking of running it back, we have America's Most Wanted of Chris Harris and James Storm with Gail Kim in their corner, defending the NWA World Tag Team titles against the Naturals of Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens. They went about ten and a half minutes. And if you didn't know, Mike Tanay would tell you multiple times that this is sanctioned by the National Wrestling Alliance. So it would also cool. tell you a million. It would also tell you a million times in addition to that that uh, the Naturals have always had AMW's number. I think he said yeah. it like three times in this match. So you knew they were going to lose. Because <laughs> swerve, bro. But we get a jump start with the Naturals hitting the ring and starting hot. Naturals get busted open. At one point, Chris Harris dumps powder into his hand, but the Naturals smack it into his own face. James I always get a kick out of that. <laughs> I don't know why. It's like slapstick, but it's funny. James Storm tries to help, but a blinded Harris hits him with a catatonic, you know, because, look, if he was going to hit him with, like, a quick move, whatever, but you got to set up and all this other stuff for that move. Like, really? (sighs) But but Storm kicks out of a death sentence by the Naturals. Yes, the Naturals hit the death sentence. Gail Kim gets involved and when Which, by the way, has been overdone to death in this feud. Yeah. Keep going, though. But when Douglas chases her outside, Harris handcuffs him to the guardrail. Storm smashes a beer bottle over Chase Stevens' head, and AMW hit the death sentence on him to win. So the ref clearly saw Douglas was handcuffed to the railing and just said, F it. <laughs> he did nothing. Seems to be a running theme with this show, F it. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Dave gave this three stars. I gave it two and a half. There was so much bullcrap. What say you? I gave it one. I couldn't keep up with it. I was like, can this just end? We know they've had way better matches. They're be- both teams are better than this with each other. This was a yeah. catastrophe. I hated it. Right. They tried to squeeze like 10 pounds of crap into a five pound bag. But these, after the these match, guys should have sold the show. I'm just going to say that. Should have. Whatever. Could have, could have, would have. I mean, they have multiple times in the past. But. Oh, I know. These guys had a great feud, but uh, it's just not. Um, of course, you know, it's my day. told you 7,000 times this match. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, after the match, AMW beat up Andy Douglas, but we have to cut away from this so we can see a video package for Monsters Ball. Oh, <laughs> uh, back! I'm surprised he didn't So they can't even do an afterbirth correctly. Wow. I know. At least Nobody will ever accuse Khan to be doing that wrong, I'll tell you that much. At least he lets it play out. Yeah, I know. He he does the WCW thing where he lets it go on and on and on. And on and on <laughs> Desperately out of time. The uh, shoes are rolling. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. Uh, anyway, we go backstage to see Shane Douglas. Story, all the footage. We'll see you next week. So you got a, you got a 2022 it up. Sorry. <laughs> wow. But we go backstage to Shane Douglas interviewing James Mitchell with Abyss acting weird behind him, you know, per usual. Uh, Mitch- <laughs> Mitchell says that while Hardy, Rhino, and Sabu had to be locked in the dark with no food or water for 24 hours, Abyss had to had uh, to deal with that most of his life, which is what made him the monster abyss. Mitchell says that this will get messy and there will be blood. Uh, well, thanks for letting us know. Spoilers. Uh, but that takes us to this. They're still doing this, by the way. They they 
brought this stipulation back. Well, they're not. Well, so not still doing. It, they just brought it back. They right, stopped well, they, doing it. Yeah. Well, they there for a while. I feel like they dropped that stipulation of the monsters ball, but then the last few years they started it up again. The oh, you got to be locked up in the dark with no food or water for 24 hours. And, you know, because that's healthy. Uh, <laughs> that's legal. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, after you haven't eaten or drank anything and been sitting in the dark for 24 hours, you can totally go out and have a wrestling match. Uh, but the last one was between that that Mila Slamovich or whatever the hell and uh, Jordan Grace at the Bound for Glory. It actually wasn't that bad. Yeah, they're both pretty good wrestlers. So, I mean, I, I think it was one. I think that was the only female one, isn't it? They've had a couple before. Oh, okay. Or actually, they might have come before with females in it. This might have been the all, only all-female one, yeah. And it was only two people. Usually, it's like a handful mm-hmm. of people. Like this one. This was Monsters Ball number dose, by the way. It was Rhino versus Abyss with James uh, Mitchell in his corner versus Sabu versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, this went about uh, 11 and a half minutes. So everyone except Bre- uh, Jeff Hardy brings weapons to the ring with them. Mike Tanay tells us about 5,000 times that this is false count anywhere. Hey, did I tell you it's false count anywhere? Remember, it's false count anywhere. And in case you didn't know, weapons are not only legal. They're encouraged. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's false count anywhere, this begs the question, why is there only one referee for four guys? <sighs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> Good point. Uh Sabu is bleeding from around one of his eyes almost right away. Uh, Rhino gets busted open after so that. So it's in keeping with, with reality. We're good. Okay, keep going. Right. Nothing wrong. Uh, Jeff Hardy puts Abyss on a table in front of the stage, climbs onto the Tron, and then hits the Swanton Bomb onto him. This is kind of cool, okay. actually. I kind of like that. So, you know, cool. That was pretty sweet. Was cool I liked it. Uh, Rhino ends up winning after hitting the Rhino driver off the middle rope to Jeff Hardy and pinning him. I didn't call Rhino uh, as a winner, and I never would have called Jeff Hardy as the guy taking the pin. So I actually that. had Hardy beating Rhino. <laughs> right? That's what I would have called. Dude, Uncle Dave uh, gave this four stars. I gave it three. Let's uh, you. I guess for a monster's ball, it's four, but I mean, I said three as a whole, but I mean, as a monster's yeah. ball match. He, he effing loved it. He gave it four. So I'm like, oh, it wasn't bad. I mean, it was good. And I, I think all four of these guys in there were capable, but no, <laughs> uh, whatever. In case you don't know, by the way, not to spoil anything, but, uh, it seems to be the night of Ryan. No, but more on that later. Keep going. Yeah, right. <laughs> We send it to the to the back now. To the back. Uh, Shane Douglas standing by with Larry Zabisco for the decision about the main event. For some reason, Zabisco is toweling himself off like a Southern Baptist preacher. Uh, Larry says that tonight we're going to have a 10-man over-the-top rope gauntlet, which is, I don't know why they couldn't say battle frickin' royal. Uh, because it's not. It's it's really not, to be fair. They run out. It's, it is a gauntlet. So. Uh, I get well, yeah, I guess so. They all start together. Yeah. I actually got that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. But uh, either way, it's it's anybody who's already at the show, basically. Uh, they don't really – they give, like, no, like, uh, qualifications. They're just like, ah, people who have been on the show earlier. Cool. 
So the winner of that will face Jeff Jarrett in the main event. Jeff Jarrett walks up and demands to know who decided upon this, and Larry says it wasn't his decision. Uh, he then walks away, and Jarrett follows him, yelling about having all the power because he's the world champion. Because, you know, that's how it works. The owner of the company. <laughs> yeah. But now we get this. For me, this was probably the match of the night. It was AJ Styles defends the X Division title against Christopher Daniels in a 30-minute Iron Man match. So... I'm not going to go through the whole match. There's like zero falls to zero for most of this. And then with a few seconds, Iron Man match. Yeah. The only time I didn't really see that utilized was I I swear you and I reviewed this. There was some show. It was uh, Triple H and the rock. Was it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was judgment day 2000. Okay. Yeah. uh, Now in the archives, I I know we watched it, but uh, yeah, they had uh, quite a few falls for that one. But yeah, this is per use with most Iron Man matches. Uh, with a few seconds left, AJ and Daniels go back and forth until Styles works it into a Styles clash for the win with a couple of seconds left. So <laughs> I don't know if you notice this, but like the bell rings and his music starts playing technically before the time even runs out. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, OK. Um, but either way, Uncle Dave and I both gave this. Four stars. What say you? I gave it three, only because their one at Against All Odds was better to me. Uh, I have to look that one up again, because I, I don't I remember we, that one. I think we did head. that one. We probably did. Uh, I just forget. <laughs> I forget. We've watched a lot of TNA this year, all right? So, I'm digging. Good Lord. I'm watching TNA right now. I just I have the sound turned. Anyway. But, yeah, this was probably my match of the night. Up next, we've got the 10-man gauntlet for the gold that goes 14 minutes, 16 seconds. And this is going to pour right into the main event, but we'll cover this before our next break. It's Samoa Joe, Ron Killings, Sabu, Lance Hoyt, Abyss, Abyss, uh, Jeff Hardy, Monty Brown, Rhino, Kip James, and AJ Styles. So, yeah. Uh, Going into this... uh, I'm like, oh, this has got to be AJ Styles, right? But then part of me is like, Samoa Joe's doing the whole undefeated thing, so he's not losing this. And then, like, yeah. I guess battle rolls don't count towards the streaks or whatever, but... Well, AJ just won the exhibition uh, title, so, I mean, unless they were yeah. going to have him lose in the main event, I guess, but... Or have both titles. Yeah. But, Sabu, but yeah, I thought this was I thought this was Joe all the way. I remember that. He, he ain't losing this, so... <laughs> well, about that, <laughs> I never would have called this, by the way, just... Not at all. I think he was on my short list of guys who weren't going to win. Yeah. Yeah, right. Well, Sabu bleeds again in this match. I think he just opened up his wound again. So Jeff Hardy can barely effing walk. Yet he's out here fighting for a chance to wrestle again right after this. Well, this cool. is that time when you remember, I think you said that he has the uh, the chronic limp. Just yeah. No matter what. Right. <laughs> yeah. It, it was constant. Every time he had a big match. Yeah, I think uh, they said that's why he started. Uh, Carl Anderson complained about that. He said, uh, yeah, he used to like roll through with the swanton, but ever since like he started hurting his hip, now he just squashes mother efforts. Yep. Uh, that's exactly what the Macho Man used to do. DDP complained about that. And the Macho Man was bigger than Jeff Hardy. And DDP said he would just come straight down full force on you. He didn't land on the apron or land on the mat at all. Wow, that's that's the Macho. 
Ultra Man. They can do whatever the hell he wants. But. <laughs> uh, DDP said it knocked the ever-loving crap out of him to where it, like, he yeah, was kind of well, like... Yeah, well, Ultra Man put him on the map, so he can get over that. But. <laughs> he said he was, like, dizzy-headed for a while. Like, people kept having to, like, direct him around, like, lead him around backstage because he was out of it. And he said he pissed blood for the next week. Like, oh, man. But uh, either way. Yeah, that part uh, sucks. Yeah, right. This match is objectively stupid, and only Vince Russo could have thought this up. Bro! Like, <laughs> Monty Brown eliminates Jeff Hardy and then gets eliminated at the same time because, sure, uh, Rhino is still bleeding, by the way. Uh, Kip James never wrestled tonight, so he has the clear advantage over everyone. <laughs> Another thing that makes zero damn sense. What are you, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? I don't get it. That this is dumb. AJ Styles. You know, maybe you're dumb. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, AJ Styles barely limps his ass back to the ring after going 30 effing minutes. You see a a pattern here? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's like all these guys are like half dead. Uh, Commentary says that the championship committee is uh, clearly trying to screw over Raven by not including him in this match. Yeah, by the way, that, that was a huge thing all year. The championship committee screwing Raven because he won it at, at Slammiversary and he wasn't supposed to be in the match. And they let yeah. Jeff Jarrett win in that BS in Canada. Yep. So, and then you know. I think it all culminates with because Larry was like the main one going against Raven. And yeah. I think that culminated in the feud with uh, Jim Cornette finally coming in and, tell, and uh, stripping Larry of his power. And the hair versus hair thing. Yeah, uh, Larry just wanted to get the f out and go home. So <laughs> bring in Corny. But Kip James gets eliminated by saving Ron Killings. Killings gets tossed next, so he did nothing. Uh, Samoa Joe. This is a two-time AJ- former champion, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Samoa Joe and AJ Styles get eliminated at the same time. Rhino then hits the Gore on Abyss and throws him out to win. Uncle Dave gave this a star and a half. I gave it just an even two. What say you? Uh, I said two. I mean, you got to give him credit because none of these guys expected to do this, I assume, going into the, the night. So, um, it it yeah. was something. I, well, as soon as the match ends, we're starting the main event. Jeremy Borash yeah, introduces. Yeah, okay, so I'm like, okay, we're not even going to have a rest period here. The rest period. I'm, I'm going to get to the aftermath of this, too, after we're done with this, because it, it even goes on to make even less sense. But go ahead. Yeah. Well, the the uh, rest period is the entrance of the special guest referee, Tito Ortiz. Who uh, I forgot yeah. all about, by the way. And this whole, also, this is the second time uh, special refereeing a, a title match this year on pay-per-view on the, for TNA. It's kind of yeah, ironic. And this was all times featured Jeff Jarrett. And, and this both was all times built up the same for... Ending. Sorry, go ahead. Well, and the, well, and this was built up for for the Nash feud with him, yeah. and Nash ain't yeah. even there, so it's like, well, we already booked him, so whatever. But yeah, and then during Jeff Jarrett's entrance, he gets crew members to wheel a casket to the ring. I guess he had said something about someone will be leaving in a casket tonight. This was before. his thing. This was the end of Nash's career, or whatever. I was that was the whole thing. Yeah, and I guess they decided to just go ahead and keep the casket because we already said it. They probably yeah. had it made. I don't. Yeah, I don't you, know, know. you know, we could save it for when it makes sense, but no, f*** it. 
<laughs> Whatever. Ironically, Rhino's half past dead. I already have him wrestled twice tonight. <laughs> right. Yeah, got to get the casket Scott spot in there, pal. You could have used it for the monster's ball, by the way. I'm sure they could have done something with it. Nope, use it here, bro. James Mitchell could have done something with it. I mean, I don't know. I'm sorry. Sorry, Sorry, I'm using logic. I'm sorry. Yeah, how dare you? All right, this is TNA05. All right, you shut your mouth. Still two years away from its best year. (laughs) And even that was funky. (laughs) But we're going to take our second to last break. On the other end of this, it's the main event. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go maybe. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O-K-A-S-T. ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram, also at The Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. We're back. Main event time. Yeah, you almost sound like you're not enthused about this, Craig. Oh, oh I mean, no. This is the first We've been ever... recording for a whole hour and a half. Wink, wink. <laughs> wow. This this is the first ever Bound for Glory. They're trying to set this up as their biggest show of the year. So, so just, to, just to give you a sense, it's WrestleMania for them. Right. And this is the first one ever. In mm-hmm. WWE, there was a big deal. They got celebrities. They got this big play up to a match, whatever. And don't get me wrong. Biggest I get, star in the history of the industry. 
arguably yeah. if it's not if he's not number two but with Austin, but still he's there. Yes. And don't get me wrong about you know, I, I know it's not their fault that Nash had heart issues, whatever, going into this, but Jeff Jarrett, number one, who gives a crap? Second of all, it's it's Kevin Nash. I mean, yeah, he still had some juice. People like to see him in 05. But really, that's your your big weapon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I you and I, both, we both love Nash. OK, yeah, I'll say he's one of my all time favorites. But oh, yeah, in 2005, you should be headlining a major show. Yeah, him him and Jeff Jarrett are headlining the biggest show of the year in 05 when you could have seen that effing match five years before this in WCW. And nobody gave guys, a crap then. You had multiple guys in the undercard of this show that would have been better suited, by the way. AJ Styles, yeah. Samoa Joe, Christopher Daniels. Or I mean, no, I would have it, taken Raven. That's not a knock on Raven, but the whole thing was built around him, like losing the title. So why not Raven? Now, what about him? What about Raven? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but this is Jeff Jarrett defending the NWA title against Rhino uh, with special guest referee Tito Ortiz. This goes for five minutes and 40 seconds. Yes. Yeah. The main event. Yep. Yep. You heard that right. Mm hmm. Well, <laughs> God dang. D- Jesus. Davis and Daniel Bryan opened the show doing this, you know? Yeah, right. This is your main thing. Yep. Well, Jarrett basically beats Rhino's ass all over the place for a good five minutes. Weapons are used. Rhino ends up kicking Jarrett in the nads at one point. It's not an ODQ match, by the way. Yep, that's why I said. Gotta point that out. Rhino kicks him in the nards. Weapons are used. No DQs are called. Tito catches Gail Kim in midair when she tried to interfere and walked her ass to the back. This allowed Jeff Jarrett to blast Rhino in the head with a guitar, because, of course, uh, this doesn't Shout do it, though. Shout out the guitars. Go ahead. Never drew a dime. <laughs> but this doesn't do it, though, because more BS has to go down. America's Most Wanted runs to the ring now, while Chris Harris distracts Tito. James Storm slides in a second guitar to Jarrett. Tito Ortiz then knocks Chris Harris the fuck out. <laughs> He pulled no punches, man. Right. Just as Jarrett goes for another guitar shot, but Rhino gores him instead and then pins him, and he wins the world title. Okay. (sighs) Uncle Dave gave this a star and a quarter. (laughs) I gave it an an even to, I don't know, maybe less. What say you? I gave it a whole star. So a couple of questions, though, coming out of this. Number one, first and foremost, was Nash going to win the title? I guess so. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, second, I think we already said it. Why Rhino? It's not a knock on Rhino. I love Rhino. But why Rhino? Yeah, well, because, uh, because Greg, who's the man? Sid? I, I, I don't know. Uh, and then another thing, the aftermath of this, at least into a... Uh, <laughs> he loses the title to Jarrett on impact a couple... I think it's... In real time, it's like a couple of days, I want to say. But in God. actual times, like two weeks, you know, that goes with TNA. They do that all the time. Um, yeah. And, and then, then, then they have a six-man at the next pay-per-view, and then he has a one-on-one blow-off at the at Turning Point. <laughs> Basically, this is like the worst style reign in the history of TNA, and that covers a lot of ground. 
It made zero sense. <laughs> it just made him look like a fool. He wrestled three times. He got his ass beat in the last one and happened to get lucky. And then loses it a couple of days later. And I feel like this and after I hate birth. I like this because I don't want to sound like a damn fanboy, but what was the point? <sighs> well, and I feel like this afterbirth, they already had it scripted out. And Jared's like, ah, just put Rhino's name in it, bro. All right. Like, I, I feel like they didn't change a damn thing. This was going to happen regardless. But let's get yep. into it. America's <sighs> Most Wanted and Gail Kim jump into the ring and start beating down Rhino. First of all, where did Tito go? Did he just say, well, uh, I put in my time. Uh, See ya. I guess. So. <laughs> he clocked in, clocked out, man. As soon as that bell rings, he's done. <laughs> but they start beating the crap out of Rhino. Jarrett joins in on the beatdown. Finally, the three live crew run in to help Rhino. Real quick, that's a running theme in 2005, by the way. Oh, something's happening. Big beatdown. <laughs> Call the crew. This is a yeah, thing. Why? Look at every pay-per-view. <laughs> well, and then... After that, Team Canada runs in to beat down the babyfaces. Jeff Jarrett and Bobby Roode slide the casket into the ring, and the heels hold Rhino while Jeff Jarrett Elka bongs him again. And then they stuff his ass into the casket. Uh, Jarrett stands on the casket, holding the NWA title. I seriously thought this was the end of the show. But, no, 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 no. Team 3D runs out. And they take on the other 20 guys by themselves, which at first I thought was stupid, but it apparently works. Because then the three live crew make a comeback, and they beat down the heels. Eric Young eats the 3D, and they stuff his Canadian because, ass. Because, of casket. course. <laughs> yeah, 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 not A1, <laughs> him. They don't want to uh, bury the muscle. They want to bury the idiot. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, they stuff his little Canadian ass in the casket. So Rhino can stand on top of it and pose with the NWA title. You know, because you don't want to do that to Jarrett and get him back. No, 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 no. He's got to still stand tall at the end. God, Jesus wept, man. Like, what was this? This was stupid. This was supposed yeah. to be the biggest show they've ever put on, by the way. First of all, it's happening in the Impact Zone. And thanks to Eric Bischoff, it, it kind of opened my eyes. But yeah, it looks no different than Impact on Thursday nights. Why is this yep. happening? And the only thing I had to say at the end of the show was, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, man. You want to compete? I mean, obviously, anything wants to compete with WWE. That's the end game. That's the end goal. We all know that. And this is your best effort. Wow, that's a, that's a pretty sad effort, man. Just stay home. <laughs> just, just stay And home. I get it. I get it. They didn't have Nash before. But the thing is, though, it was going to be a catastrophe no matter uh. what. Yeah. Again, no disrespect, but it's Kevin Nash in, 2000, in 2005. Right. Not like he was, you know, uh, setting the woods on fire. And, you know, he's not the, the hot young thing leading the new generation anymore. <laughs> I mean, he's still big sexy, but, you know, whatever. Either still way. cool as hell, but. Yeah. That'll never change. Either way, uh, that brings us to our final break. On the other end of this, we're going to hit the final rating. It's so <laughs> We're going to hit you with the final ratings and tell you what's coming up in November right after this. Follow the main event marks on Twitter and Instagram at main event underscore marks and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. 
Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the BellyUpSports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from AHA to Lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment, bedsheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bedsheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Back. Final I'm pretty much dead from this one. Final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this an 8 out of 10. What? Uh, cage... <laughs> Hell if I know, man. Uh, Cagematch.net gives it 6.36 out of 10. I give it a 7.5 or a D, maybe C minus. What say you? D plus. It passed. <laughs> Oh, Oh, well, that's all that matters, Greg. (laughs) This was a hunk of garbage. And not from start to finish. There was some decent stuff on this card. No, man. A hunk of garbage to start. Yeah. It started pretty good. Right. And it just, it was, (laughs) yeah, it existed. But that wraps up October, man. Uh, October. It's been a pretty good month, I think. And, uh. We're going to try to keep it going next month. I'm try- I'm not sticking to the, the zeros and fives in November, just like I did here in October. 
And uh, yeah, and make no mistake, that kills his heart a little bit, but he's not. <laughs> well, oddly enough, in November, I don't have our court mandated 1997 review because uh, I didn't really want to cover Survivor Series or what the hell was w- or, uh, WCW doing in November? Uh, World War Three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, well, we are covering a World War Three, uh, but not the one from 97. Taking a break from it for a little while. We'll pick up on it some other time. November 2nd, it's kicking off the uh, month. Already in the archives is the in your house in December of 97, so we got that in the archives for a December show. So yep, there, that. there you go, man. Uh, but we're kicking off November with uh, a World War Three. It's uh, World War Three 1995, not to be confused with soon-to-be uh, World War Three 2022. But uh, anyway, I, I digress. Good Lord. You're not lying, but good Lord. <laughs> this, uh, I'm, I'm uh, laughing to keep from crying. But anyway, that is uh, on November 2nd. 95 uh, was something. It, actually, I will say this. It was not a bad show. What show is this? World, World War 395. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I watched it already. I didn't hate it. Didn't yeah, love it. Was, it was fine. Uh, Dave Meltzer actually said it was like one of the best pay-per-views WCW put on like all year. So, on the hell down. I, well, I was going to say that's damning with faint praise, but you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, November 9th, we're hopping Today my the- dog only crapped once and it didn't smell that bad. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> uh, November 9th, we're hopping back on the TNA 2007 train as we bring you Genesis. I always thought it was weird to have a show named Genesis on the second to last month of the year. Yeah, they eventually changed it to January, though, and final resolution right. to December, so they made it work finally, but yeah, I agree, it was weird. Yeah, this is why. Like, do you not know? Bro, it sounds cool, man. It's like, yeah, but Genesis means the beginning. F off, bro. Bro, it's me on November 1st, the beginning of November, bro. You're missing the point. Yeah. More. Uh, <laughs> that one is, uh, that one is from 15 years ago. And then right after that, we have one from 20 years ago. So we are sticking a little bit with the, the timing. This one is actually, I don't think you're going to hate this one though. It's one of our favorite years in WWE history. We're bringing you Survivor Series 2002 for its 20 year anniversary. First ever elimination so, chamber. Exactly. I remember being effing amped for that as a kid. And I'm amped for it. And it paid off. Don't say that much. Yep, Shawn Michaels and his poopy brown tights. That hair. Yeah, that hair, dude. That little Dutch boy haircut. Yep. (laughs) Dutch boy, Dutch girl, whatever. Good grief. Uh, November twenty. It was. I really don't. (laughs) November twenty third. It is double main event week. We're bringing you the very first show here is Starcade 1983, a flair for the gold. It's Ric Flair's first ever NWA title win against Harley Race in the main event of the very first ever Starcade. Uh, and also, you got Greg Valentine and uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper in an I Quit match. Or, or no, not I Quit. Was it I Quit? Dog Collar. No, it was That's a Dog Collar. That's what it is. I'm sorry, I'm thinking of a different Starcade. That was Tully Blanchard Magnum TA. Uh, no, this was Dog Collar. And, uh, man, there will be blood. I'll just say that. Uh, and then. How is that speak- not the tagline? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, people beating the piss out of each other and Ric Flair, the bonus show 
is NWA <laughs> Clash of the Champions 9. This is the I Quit match. It is New York Knockout, Ric Flair, and Terry Funk, I Quit. That one's from 1989, so we're breaking from the, you know, the, the zeros and fives is there as well. And then wrapping up the month. You can actually hear Troy's heart breaking by, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. We're wrapping up the month with our second Starcade here. Because remember, when Starcade started out, it was in November until uh, Survivor Series came along. Then they bumped it to December. But this one is uh, NWA Starcade 1987 for its 35-year anniversary. It's Chi-Town Heat. Man, it's rugged Ronnie Garvin in the main event, man. They, I can just I can <sighs> imagine people beating down the door waiting to put their asses in those seats, man. <laughs> this guy gets a lot of heat. I don't I don't think he's bad, okay? Oh no. Uh, I, don't, I don't think he was bad at all. I just apparently nobody gave a damn. They never drew a dime. That's sad. <laughs> but you know, whatever. I you you can't you, you can't argue facts, I guess. Oh, whatever. I, I don't keep up with Impact very much nowadays, but I might compare him to Josh Alexander. Pretty damn good wrestler. Nobody gives two craps that he's a world champion. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I get that, I guess. See? You know uh, what I mean? You're, see, you're flabbergasted. Because nobody cares, bro. And he's a pretty pretty decent wrestler too, but I don't know. I just no one buys him as the champion. It just looks weird. They never drew a dime. So there's that. <laughs> but okay, compared to all the dimes he drew, by the way. No. Not to speak yeah. ill of the dead. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, either way. And it, when it comes to drawing dimes, you know, Mike Graham is just the authority. Either way, that about does it for us though. Uh, we will see you next month. It's Turkey Month, everybody. Gobble gobble. Wait, wait. Where's the sound effect? Well, they, that's that's gonna come in November. So you gotta. Well, don't don't tease it and don't deliver. I don't piss. Yeah, well, you, it's a lot. Well, you gotta you you, get, you gotta hold on to your horses. It's 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 coming. All right. Giggity. All right. But all right. So I and and I, I'm glad I thought of that by the way because I almost forgot. Uh, how, oh, I didn't know that he's been this for 11 months. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, I don't know if that's... Oh, it's not sad for you. I was going to say, I don't know if that's sad for you. I didn't get it in. No. All right. Hard. Okay. Cool. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next month. Gobble, gobble. Good night, everybody. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 